Expert Insights is an ongoing medical education podcast. The Carl Division of Continuing Education designates that each episode of this enduring material is worth a maximum of 0.25 AMA PRA Category 1 credit. To collect credit, please click on the link and complete the episode's post-test. Another edition of our Integrated System podcast series, helping us to achieve world-class accessible care and to improve the health of the people we serve. This is Expert Insights. Here's Melanie Cole. Welcome. This is Expert Insights with the Carl Foundation Hospital. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're discussing wound healing and when it's important to refer to the wound clinic for advanced help. Joining me is Dr. Steven Sparenberg. He's a physician with the Carl Foundation Hospital. Dr. Sparenberg, it's a pleasure to have you join us today. First, I'd like to start with who's really at higher risk for wounds that don't heal on their own. That's an excellent question. When I see people coming into our clinic, it sort of breaks down in a couple of different areas. People can have the non-healing wounds, you know, the falls, the cuts, the injuries we get around, you know, in the kitchen, doing something in the garden, things of that nature. Then there's another group. It can be post-surgical wounds. Maybe somebody's had orthosurgery, a foot or a knee, hip, back surgery, uh, maybe like a C-section. We've had a number of people have like a Mohs procedure for a skin cancer and it not quite heal. Then we have a group of people with venous ulcers. You may see folks running around with the big varicose veins. You know, we've seen them out for a walk or, you know, in our shopping centers. Next would be like arterial ulcers. And then there's people that have mixed ulcers. It can be arterial and have a venous component as well. We also have our diabetic friends. They can develop ulcers as they're prone to having wounds and things that don't heal more than the non-diabetic group. And then we have, think of people like in the nursing homes that can get pressure ulcers, but really that can happen to any of us. You could have somebody sitting for a long extended length of time in their job, uh, maybe somebody doing phone triage. They can get a pressure ulcer if they're not getting up and moving. And then sort of the last group I think of are the post-radiation wounds. People that have had cancer, they've seen surgical oncology, they've had radiation, they're, they're on the way to healing, and then they just get this wound, it just won't quite close. That was an excellent explanation, Dr. Sparenberg. Thank you for that. So... Tell us a little bit how you diagnose them and some red flags, because people have their wounds and diabetics and feet and that sort of thing. But when people are looking at their wounds, they don't quite know what they're looking for all the time to say, wow, I should go see a wound specialist. As far as red flags, you always want to have in the back of your mind wounds that aren't healing for four weeks. Maybe you've got some fevers or chills, you're having some pus or discharge, and you know, maybe even a bony prominence, or maybe they may think even a tendon is being uh, present, that kind of thing. As, so we always have that in the back of our mind, and, and hopefully every clinician does that when we see patients for just general things of their health. As far as diagnosis, you're old school. You want to do a good history, so you're going to listen to the patient. Do they have other chronic illnesses? Do they have diabetes, heart disease? Uh, you want to think of what kind of chair or sleep surfaces they're on. Have they had prior wounds in those same areas? Do they have peripheral artery disease? And you can sort of figure that one out by asking, if you walk a short distance, do your legs hurt? 
Do you have to hang a foot over the edge of the bed to make your foot feel better? Have you had a history of a blood clot? So that's sort of the history portion. And then the next would be the physical exam, where you're going to lay eyes, put a pair of gloves on, touch and look. You're going to notice the location of the wound. Is there a discharge? Is there a callus? And just sort of an FYI, at our wound clinic, we assess these wounds every visit. We measure them every visit. We check a glucose on everyone. We check pulses, uh, something called an ABI, which is an ankle brachial index. And we also check for blood flow concerns. So that would be, you know, as far as the diagnosis and trying to figure out, going back to those categories, is it a venous ulcer? Is it arterial? Is it mixed? Is it a diabetic? Is it a pressure? Is it post-radiation? And if you can't figure it out and you're thinking, are there blood flow concerns, that's when you're going to order like a venous duplex. Now, venous reflux can be very painful, sometimes more so than the arterial ulcers. And there's times you're going to need arterial Doppler and duplex. Typically, those would be a black-looking eschar, almost like a tar wound. And you want to make sure, do we have adequate blood flow? As I always tell folks, if you think of your wound like a garden, do you have the garden getting watered, which would be like an artery? And do you have that garden being drained, which would be a vein, draining things back and returning it into circulation? Sometimes we have to do wound cultures, sometimes imaging. We may start with plain film x-ray, CT scan, you know, an MRI. There's times we do biopsies, and sometimes you do a wound culture if there's a lot of discharge. That's a very comprehensive approach to wounds, Dr. Sparenberg. So let's start with, before we get into more complex wound treatments, some basic wound treatments. Give us your best advice for general care for wounds of really any type, because even healthcare providers are sometimes mixed in their responses, whether they should be moist or dry, open to the air or covered, bacitracin or Vaseline. What are we doing for basic wounds? Those are really good questions. So if we think of people running around their home or their office and they get something, you'd want to clean it. You can use regular tap water. You can clean it once with hydrogen peroxide. If you continue to use hydrogen peroxide, that actually can be deleterious to helping heal a wound. So you want to stop that. If you feel there's a sign of infection, you may want to use an antibiotic cream for a day or two. And then after that, switch to something like a barrier, like Vaseline. Now, if you have somebody that's in a nursing facility and they're starting to get that little reddened area, you want to do a barrier cream. It can be Vaseline. It can be a zinc oxide. Sometimes we mix those two together. And then what you want to do with all wounds, say like on the body, you want to offload them. So if it's on your foot, you don't want to go barefoot and pound that foot that has a wound because that's never going to heal. If it's on your bottom, you don't want to sit for 10 hours at a time. You want to set a clock, get up every 15 minutes, reposition, have a good seat cushion, a good pillow. If it's on your leg, you want to make sure you're not having lots of fluid. And again, I try to be visual with patients and say, imagine yourselves like a water balloon. You know, when we were kids, you'd take a balloon and stick on a garden hose and fill it up and then tie it off and whip it at your brother or your neighbor. Well, sort of the same thing. Our cells swell, they sort of get leaky. So if you look at people that have a lot of swollen legs, those cells are just sort of ripe to be into that. 
and then you get a nick, you get something, and away you go. So you want to use something like a good compression. Those can be good support stockings, and thankfully now you can get them through medical supply houses. You can buy them off of Amazon quite regularly. The other thing is if you have a wound, you want to have enough protein to heal it. And people forget this. We're made of protein. So general recommendations are you want 120 to 160 milligrams of protein in the diet a day to help get you moving in the right direction. If you're a smoker, stop. Well, that's certainly great advice all around. Now, for certain populations, diabetics and other, these kinds of wounds are really not healing. And now what do we do? Are you using hyperbaric oxygen? What are you doing to help treat these kinds of wounds? Good question. When people come in, we're going to assess to make sure we label the wound correctly, that we know what type it is. Do a history to find out what types of treatment they've done. We don't want to repeat what didn't work. And we want to debride. And that can be with a scalpel. It can be a curette. What you're doing is you're removing the dead tissue. You're getting into some live tissue. And by the way, we always use topical lidocaine and we monitor the patient's pain, so we're not, you know, inflicting things on them. And if you see a callus, you want to make sure you get that callus off, like on a foot or a bottom or whatever. There may be something underneath of there. That is what we've termed medical debridement in the wound clinic. Depending on if there's still a lot of slough or tissue or fibrin, a lot of gunk, if you will, you may want to use Dakin's, which is a medical bleach for a while, to help get that off, understanding it can be aggravating to the surrounding healthy cells. Sometimes we use saline dressings. So that is something that can act as a debridement in between seeing us in the clinic. Now, there are, there are other plethora of topical products, uh, silver products, because silver, like Aquacel AG, has the ability uh, to kill and keep down bacterial loads. And then there are collagen products that sort of give a a format or a structure, if you will, almost like rebar and concrete, you know, I tell folks, that gives a structure for the concrete to adhere to. Collagen products can help let our cells adhere to something to help promote healing. There's also living tissue like Aplograph that we can apply, and those are for select patients like a lot of our diabetics. And if you're getting to a point that they're just not healing, HBO is a consideration for diabetic as well as radiation wound subset of people. And again, you're always good protein in the diet, compression, stop smoking, exercise is tolerated, et cetera. What absolutely great advice. Wrap it up for us, Dr. Sparenberg, when you feel it's important to refer to the wound clinic and really your best advice about keeping an eye on those wounds that don't heal. As we always tell folks in primary care, if you're diabetic, you should be looking and inspecting your feet every day and applying, you know, a type of topical lotion. So that's a barrier. So if you have people doing that, they're already getting a heads up. If they find something, they can get into their primary. If you're treating somebody for four or five weeks and they're getting worse or not getting better, consider referral to wound clinic. And again, not smoking, exercise, getting diabetes under control, those are all things that can help, uh, you know, prevent further. And if you have a chance to check venous or arterial, if you think it's a blood flow problem, that can give a good leg up by the time they see us in clinic. We already have that information. You need 
really to assess people for noncompliance, then at some point, if they're not getting well, are they using the dressing property? Did we not communicate to them? Maybe they can't afford basic supplies. Maybe they're not offloading. Maybe they're still smoking. So those are things you could visit with people so that you're working together as a team to help them heal it. That is great advice. Thank you so much, Dr. Sparenberg, for coming on and sharing your incredible expertise with us today. Thank you again. And that wraps up this episode of Expert Insights with the Carl Foundation Hospital. For a listing of Carl providers and to view Carl-sponsored educational activities, please visit our website at carlconnect.com for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. We hope the information gained will be applicable to your work and life. If you found this podcast informative, please share on your social media and be sure to check out all the other interesting podcasts in our library. Until next time, I'm Melanie Cole.